everybody to another fun-filled episode brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean. Danny, uh, cutting it by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin today. <laughs> I'm all fucked up, and I'm going to literally get fucked up probably on the show. <laughs> it's, uh, thir- it's Thursday. It's 5 o'clock. In honor of Jimmy Buffett, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's definitely five thirty-seven uh, think, Eastern Standard thanks, Time. Thanks to your job, you missed five o'clock, so you got to catch up to the people that started drinking at five o'clock. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm so behind. I haven't even looked at what we're talking about outside of the two things that I know. And actually, Which, one of them I still have to make sure I double check. Oh fuck, that's what I forgot. I forgot about that video you sent me. I was like, uh, I'm gonna watch it in the car. I mean, listen, listen to it in the car. I don't want anybody. Yes. I heard cra- I thought I heard a crash. That's the life you live when you have cats. <laughs> I saw a video uh Robber or cats? Oh. Question of the night. <laughs> yes. But I saw a video and it was like a cat was on top of like a cat shelf and it was getting ready to knock something over. Mm-hmm. And the person just put their hand right under the thing that was getting ready to fall. Like like yeah, I'll let you knock it over, but I'm gonna catch it. And the cat looked down at the person's hand and looked up at the person and was just like, why you got to be such a bitch and ruin my fun? <laughs> oh, jeez, Terrible. Terrible, uh, terrible, terrible. So uh, there's been t- uh, coyote sighting in my parking lot at work. hey And one of my coworkers, she was just like, freaking out and it she got even like more freaked out because mm-hmm. another guy we work with showed a video he parked and just basically right behind where he parked his truck apparently the coyote has a, a friend so there's like two random coyotes just running around my parking lot at work what does she worry about should she bring her like small dog or cat to work she thinks she's gonna get attacked <laughs> And and I'm at the point now, like I've talked to her, tried to talk her down from that ledge enough. Now she you're ready listen. to push her off the ledge. Um, oh, I'm so ready to just shove her off that ledge. It's like, oh, because she said today when she came into work, uh, it crossed the street in front of her, mm-hmm. and she was just like, I came in and I I was trying to find some place to park where there was people because it, I just know it was going to come after me. And luckily, I was able to get something. I I parked. I came in and there was nobody there, and so I circled around again, and people were coming out, and I was able to park close and. And then today she was like, when we left, she was like, uh-huh. um, we, we kind of parked next to each other. And she's like, oh, at least you're here to walk me uh, down to my car and keep me safe. And I just started speed walking. <laughs> <laughs> Full blitz. I got to go. Oh, I, I told my her supervisor about, called. You know, like, did you ever hear the joke about, you know, two buddies camping in the woods and a bear runs on their campsite? And the one buddy looks at the other. He's like, hey, man, I don't got to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> you're like instead of a bear it's two coyotes yip, yip, yes yip, well yip. if it's if there's two then i might be screwed if it's just one then i'll be okay i just have to give her the they might old, have to they old... might team attack Rip. it though because they're small true yeah <laughs> I've, I've watched national geographic i know about uh coyotes and uh other hunting animals <laughs> yeah, cause, well yeah because she uh she's like I, my mom sent me this news story about a coyote that attacked a, a small child, and it's like, are you a small child? No. <laughs> then you'll be fine. Are you the age of three months to 24 months of age? Yeah, she's like, but if I see it, I'll probably faint in the parking lot, then it'll come eat me. And I'm like, yeah, it'll pro- if you do that, it probably will, yes, because then you're an easy target. Might get a couple bites of your finger, and then you'll freak out when you wake up, and it'll run away because it freaks out. Yes. <sighs> that's funny yes yes Man. it is it's fucking hot out here too dude we we hit a we hit another heat wave and it is not fun that's it's supposed to warm up a little bit it was supposed to hit like 100 again but not but then they changed their mind and it's not quite gonna hit 100 but then it's supposed to drop again so hopefully i don't think anybody at my work would be able to work in your building <laughs> the tall to- the Probably heat tolerance not. is much much different I'm like guys it's it's warm 
but it is not the hottest it's ever been in here. Like, you gotta dial down a little bit. Yeah, well, that's dealing with their uh, complaints is why they pay you the big bucks, right? That's why I'm home with. I, that's why I'm about to try two different whiskeys as well, right? Yes. Have you <laughs> have you have you tried buying your employees the Squincher Otter Pops? No, we just have sugar-free Gatorade that oh, you could you, pour in your you, water. Okay, you do know what the Squincher Otter Pops are, right? No, I've heard of. We had Squincher packs, but we never had the Otter Pops. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the Squincher packs, but yeah. you know, in Otter Pop form. Yeah. So you get the deliciousness of squincher and the funness of an otter pop Woo! party <laughs> yeah it's uh. it's like one step below pizza party as far as like <laughs> disrespecting your employees i saw somebody on a uh, reddit made a post and it was like a meme with the squinchers and it's like you know if your work is giving you a, these out they're about to fuck you up <laughs> <laughs> it's the weather man it ain't us no yeah, but you're about to make them jump and do actual manual, heavy manual labor in that weather. <laughs> do you have an air-conditioned office? I mean, I would say air-conditioned by it's on the fritz constantly. <laughs> and it, it tries, they have two different, they have like two little small units trying to do the whole office area, so. Okay. Yeah, because uh, all the management my building they have like actual full like central air yeah no and the worst part is here's the worst part is you know the outside and the thing that's supposed to be outside that's sucking all the hot air mm -hmm. out of the office you know like your house and blowing the hot air outside because yeah that's where it's supposed to go it blows it into the warehouse we have like five <laughs> or six of those placed spread in different parts of the warehouse they're sucking <laughs> that hot air out of the hot air out of the office and just blowing them into the warehouse Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. <sighs> so you just walk by, and it's you can just noticeably feel the temperature increasing as you get closer to those areas. I've I went in. I think it was Wednesday morning. I opened up my office door, went in my office, and I walked back out because it was cooler in the other parts of the um, office area than mine. <laughs> I have a fan that just runs constantly in there, trying to keep the air circulated. Like, oh god! So, bunch, uh, bunch of cuts. And yes, two whiskeys, huh? Let's you start with your first one. Uh, uh, the beer and then whiskey. How about that? Yeah, yeah. We'll, do you want to we'll, do, do, do double fist your whiskeys? Your I, don't, I don't know. We. I didn't even pour it, man. I didn't even have time. I was just like, fuck. I was like, I gotta make a drink. I'm about to oh, get drunk. I thought you already had a drink. You're drinking something. Oh, I made a uh, I made a whiskey sour because that is my whiskey drink of choice, and I had lemons, so I did okay. I did a uh, ounce and a half of of uh, bourbon. The uh, this is the Willet Bourbon whiskey, so straight whiskey. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. like this bottle's nope. weird. I think it's oh, supposed to be fancy. It is. That's 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 a very polarizing bottle in the whiskey world. So I've never because had people it. are like people 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 uh either love it or they hate it, and but this is very polarizing. Yes, you post on Reddit and give your opinion, and then you can you know either get all the karma or lose karma on your account. I'll probably lose karma. They'll be like, what? Some white guy doing a podcast with glasses and a beard? Fuck that guy, <laughs> dude. I think that I think uh. By January, I think my beard might be caught up to yours, man. I'm making some real growth progress. I got to trim it though. Yeah, you're at, I got to clean it yeah, up a little at, bit. It's a little straggly. I got to even it out. Maybe on the sides too a little bit. You got that homeless look that I have. Dude, it's going. the fucking it's the curliness, man. I just bought new. I, uh, I just bought new um, beard shampoo, conditioner, and uh, beard wax for the first. I, I I don't normally use beard wax. I just use beard oil and like leave-in conditioner. But because okay. my beard's getting long, I need something more to like that beard, guide beard it. Butter. Yeah, or the beard uh, balm. Yeah, like I, need, a... I think I need to get some balm as well. I yeah. use butter. Yeah. Do you cut the you cut the sides pretty short up here, right by the cheeks? On oh, my ears, like I do, yeah. like a a three clip because yeah. I just it's annoying. Yeah, I do. I like to I because I usually do the sides of my head as a two, especially in the summertime. So I'll even it up on the uh, sideburns. 
So yeah, I'm I I just do a zero on the on the sides, and then to change things up, I do a, a zero on the top as well. <laughs> I mean, just a straight razor blade, not even a zero. I guess a razor. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is the um, this is the whiskey straight. So I will say in the whiskey sour, um, what I say it was ounce and a half of whiskey, uh, thirty milliliters of lemon because i'm a fucking bastard and i'm doing two different <laughs> measuring <laughs> devices in one recipe and then i did a, a half ounce of uh simple syrup and i gave that a good shake for about 10 seconds until the whole shaker was ice cold so this is a yeah. uh, 40 cent it's a 47% ABV or 94 proof for those that speak uh, hard alcohol. <laughs> yeah, the whiskey sour is definitely my like go-to drink. I went back to the fish house out mm -hmm. here, the King's Fish House, because I was craving uh, the New York sour. Gotcha. Where it's the whiskey sour with the, the splash of red wine in it. Yeah. It gives a nice pink hue. Um It's got pretty it's got like reasonable burn. I mean, I'm drinking it straight now for those of you that uh can't watch me drink this. Um <laughs> for the most part. Um definitely had way more like firewater breathing moments, but this one isn't too bad. Yeah, that seems to be one of the complaints. I kind of want to let you drink it before, like I mentioned, one of the big complaints that the whiskey snobs on Reddit have is that it's a uh, not an, not complex enough for them, and it's not a high enough proof. Some yeah. people like won't drink anything if it's under like a hundred and five proof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just not that fancy, dude. Like. To me, like when I yeah, when I make when I mix a drink with the bourbon, like I can tell which bourbons I like and don't like in the drink versus drinking it straight. Which is probably a cardinal sin. Uh but you know what? Fuck it. I drink it how I like. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in that documentary neat. They're like, it's your fucking whiskey, drink it how you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and... meant to be drank and it's meant to be drank how you like it. Yeah. Um one of my one of the guys at work, he he's a he's a bourbon drinker, but he drinks his like cold. So he's also, but he'll drink like anything basically straight. So I was gonna say, is he like in a college fraternity where they just keep all their alcohol in the freezer? <laughs> no, <laughs> he just uses ice, <laughs> waters that shit down a little bit, a little bit. So not too bad. I uh, this should be pretty easy to get through from a mixed drink standpoint. Um. I'm not sure about shooting it. I'm probably not the most reliable source, so I don't trust myself on telling you any kind of flavors I taste, because all I got was burn, baby, burn. <laughs> but definitely super solid on that. So what what beer are you drinking, Danny? So, you know, since it's uh, the beginning of September mm -hmm. and capitalism is king, it they is. got it, you know, the beer company's got to get as much sales as they can before the next seasonal item comes out. Cause you know, it's almost pumpkin beer season and then it'll be Christmas beer season. So the Oktoberfest season is here. Hey, Sean. that does not look like an Oktoberfest can. It is from Urban Roots Brewing. It is a German style wheat beer yeah. called Bluefster. <laughs> look at the little floofster it's kind of hard to see because it's like the shading but there's like fur it's like a more off-white mm. but yes it is a little floofster on the can drinking nice. it in my fancy Oktoberfest dimpled mug <laughs> oh man it definitely has that fest beer smell that wheatiness It's a little, a little more weedy than I would like for an Oktoberfest, which is, I guess, whether or not calling it a fest beer or a, uh, there's another one, 
So there's the Fest beer. Oh, the Martin. The darker one is the Martin, and then mm-hmm. the lighter one is the Fest beer. Hey-o. So they're not calling it either of those. It's a wheat. It's definitely heavy on the wheat. So I would recommend getting something else if you're looking for like an authentic Oktoberfest German experience. But still a pretty solid wheat beer with the German got the German Chetnang hops. So fancy. I haven't had a Oktoberfest in a little bit. <laughs> I've been drinking them this week. Yeah. I've been working on cleaning out my fridge. I still had a couple Oktoberfest that I bought. Mm. Uh at the beginning, well, basically, like, yeah, a little while ago. So, <laughs> working through my sour. Now it's sours and Oktoberfest beers this month. Yes. Nice. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Oh, I forgot to tell you that I got both of these whiskeys from Fajor delivering the goods once again. Oh. More. Hooking you up, hooking you up on those whiskeys, huh? Yes. So, this is one I didn't try when he was out here. Um, maybe I did try it. It's been so, it was, it was last year, so I don't remember. Um, yeah, this is from Cooperstown Distillery. If it sounds familiar, it is because it's Cooperstown, New York, home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is the uh, Preacher Spitball um, Cinnamon Flavored Whiskey. So this one comes in at 30% ABV, 70 proof for those uh, whiskey drinkers. Oh, you said 3%. Did I say 3 I, I thought like, I said 35 no, you said three. Oh, I'm man. like, is it a non-alcoholic whiskey? <laughs> 35% ABV. Maybe I just thought there was a dot there. Three, three and a half percent. It's a... 7% proof. I'm just trying to make it to where the water doesn't kill you. <laughs> is, that, is that Jack Daniels or Seagram 7? Is 7 proof? <laughs> Uh, so my dad is throwing the, the, drawing a line in the sand. He says, this is the best, the best cinnamon flavored whiskey that you could buy so far that he's taped from everything he's tasted. Okay. This is the and I did one. bring over that, the brown sugar one that had the cinnamon and the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. I think I brought that over when we went out there for, a uh, great GABF and he, uh, I shocked him by wearing the skirt. Yeah, you did. He just did, he didn't. We didn't have any uh, blowers to air blowers to see the goods. No, <laughs> the test series. Yes. Okay, spitball time. Um, it smells good. Rule smells good. Smells good cinnamon, not like overpowered cinnamon, but just like it's got like a like. Poof. Nice cinnamon goes. That's pretty enjoyable, to be honest. Like, I remember drinking, like, Fireball, and you're just like, like, what am I drinking? Like, is this fake cinnamon? And this just tastes like super easy and inviting. Um, yeah, you get like afterburn like in, in your chest and stuff, but that's from the whiskey. You're supposed to have that. So, but like your mouth doesn't all flame up. It's, you got very easy going cinnamon flavors that are, um, they're present, but it doesn't taste like you're trying to eat like hot tamales and to where you're just like, Oh my God. Like my mouth is like on fire from the cinnamon flavor. Not at all. Plus, this... plus the, like the, um, um, Fireball is just, it's not only is it like weird, like this, like you said, the fake, like red hot candy, uh, hot tamales, but it's also like syrupy and heavy. No, yes, exactly. So this tastes much more, much more natural and a lot, uh, a lot cleaner. And it tastes, you get like more whiskey flavor out of it instead of like, not drinking. It doesn't seem like it's a cinnamon liqueur that you're drinking at the end of the day. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah, Fireball, I think people will question, that's one of the things they question about it is, like, is it technically, like, a whiskey or is it a liqueur? <laughs> it's, it's rides that fine line, right? It certainly does. It certainly does. This is definitely easy to shoot. I don't think, I don't, I don't know what you would mix it with. 
I don't know. I feel like this is just, I don't know. Like, do you put this on ice and just sip it? But it is good. Like, this would, like, I would definitely be, like, have a cocktail and then I would, I would definitely get a shot of this because it's just super enjoyable. Even if you don't shoot it and you just kind of take, like, some sips with your drink, it would definitely be good. Um, I think it might also be good with a, get a nice quality, uh, spicy ginger beer hmm. and have nice. the spiciness co the complement each other <laughs> no you know just definitely. add a little bit of more spice to that ginger beer than it already has you know you don't want anything wimpy like a ginger ale you want a full like beaver tree or bundaberg ginger beer yeah pop 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 power mm. Mm, definitely i would yeah, he ordered this one online, so this might be something, um, forget what the company is that shipped it. It was kind of, like, I had to go pick it up from fucking CVS, so I was like, they did. <laughs> UPS was, UPS pick. knocked on the door and said, fuck you guys, you guys didn't answer, pick it up yourselves, I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> yeah, when I, uh, that's why I appreciate the, the job that my wife has, because if I have something that needs to be signed for, I just send it to her work. <laughs> Nice. Because there's at least one adult there at all times. That is true. That is true. That is true. So, so some kind of sad news. I mean, it's not. It didn't seem like it was uh for bad reasons. It just seemed like uh, I came across an Instagram post that Rev Nat Cider in Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. is uh closing down. Oh no. Oh why? And so it, it seemed like from the Instagram post that it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a, you know, like times are tough. People suck. They're not drinking cider anymore. Shut down. It just seems like, a, you know, he's decided to, to um, it's making, being a cider maker has run its course. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't have the love off, anymore. Yeah. So he said he started off as like basically just something to, you know, as a stay at home dad, mm -hmm. something to do when the, you know, basically when the kid was napping. Yeah, something to get you know, give him a hobby. You know, he had something to do while he was at home, and so you know, made it into the business. Uh, when we were up there for uh, Rose City Comic Con, like the tap, the one of the tap rooms was like a block and a half or so away from our hotel, mm -hmm. give or take. Yeah. So we went there a couple times. Yeah. Made some quality products. I was just sad that really nothing came down here because, like, they I think they had some of their basic stuff was able to get at some of the like bottle shops around but none of their like fancy tap only exclusives or like stuff they would bottle then mm -hmm. you have to stand in line to get uh but man that was that's something that uh, the city of portland's gonna miss yeah that's and a, then that's tough i saw there's this couple that pops up on my uh reels my for you <laughs> and their gimmick is like um it's a you know boyfriend and girlfriend or fiancés I guess now they're fiancés, mm -hmm. um, but she has a super heavy Boston accent. So people will comment in, get her to say this, tell her to dance for us, tell her to dance for us, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like things like Kim Kardashian or something like that. And so I saw a post and it's like, hey, you could win uh, an invite to our wedding. It's like we'll pay; they'll pay for you to spend the night. At a hotel, they'll get you up in a hotel at Boston that's like either at the venue or near the venue. Mm -hmm. You'll be invited to a wedding where you get to sit like at the table of honor <laughs> and uh, get like the open, they have open bar so you get drunk. Yeah. And so I was like, that's okay. What's the catch, right? There's got to be a catch. It's Instagram, it's social media, right? And so the catch was, and this is genius, is, um, they had their PayPal and Venmo, and it's just like ten bucks, an entry. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> but think about it, man. Like, if you're if you're like fans of theirs, like like the people that are like writing in and like making her dance for you. Yeah. And you get open bar at a wedding, like even just for the open bar at the wedding, and you only have to throw in like forty bucks. <laughs> right. And you get a hotel room in Boston. Jesus. 
That's I mean it's ridiculous. It is, but I kind of I'm I don't know why, but I'm like okay with it. <laughs> I don't think I should be, right? I don't think you should be. What you, you, it's like paying McDonald's ten dollars to go to the HQ and have like get put up in like Best Western and some other shit. Like how much money are they gonna make from that versus actually like losing out? Like they're not doing anything for their fans. It's just like helping them get more money. Yes, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that because they're not they're not they're not lying about what they're they're not just give us money like now anymore. You see people like drive down the street mm-hmm. with it's like on our way to our, taking our kids to Disneyland for the first time. Buy them souvenirs and they have their like Venmo address on the back of their car or like bachelor part bachelor at parties and they'll be walking around with like stickers or something on and it's like buy the bride a drink here's her venmo (laughs) i mean of all the shameless like venmo things i've seen this is the least outrageous because at least in the end you get fed if you win you'll get a chance to get fed get super drunk and get a hotel room in boston i'm gonna tear down this website (laughs) <laughs> Venmo, Instagram, all of it. Destroy it all. Bringing us back to the dark ages. <laughs> MySpace? Yes. MySpace, best space. <laughs> um, all of us are friends with Tom. Yeah. Oh, man. But then, have you seen any videos or any news out of Vegas, Sean? I saw a little bit about Burning Man, uh, about this uh, Burning Man thing. So a little well, crazy. But, but Vegas in general, have you seen how flooded Vegas is? No. Is it going to be clear by October? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm like thinking. I'm like, is it like? Are we like the assholes trying to plan to go to Hawaii? Like getting mad because we can't go to Hawaii because the whole fucking island burnt down? <laughs> like I saw videos of the Strip, mm-hmm. and like cars were struggling to drive up the Strip. They shut down. The 15, basically between State Line and the Strip. Wow. For seven hours one day. Oh, because of all the water? Because it was so flooded, yes. Wow, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy, man. You want water? Here you go! Right. No, Blastoise, no, stop it. (laughs) I did not say use Hydro Pump on Las Vegas. Did uh, the... Sorcerer Mickey and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, <laughs> you know, get a little crazy and have a little bit too much uh, spitball. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like like they showed some of the neighborhoods, like one intersection, and like a bus just is like, "Fuck it, I gotta make I gotta make my rounds," and just drove through the street, and it was like above the tires practically. You know, the Amazon drivers were getting through there. They got rat. They they're like rowing through there with your package. Like, I got yes. your fresh towels. Here you go. Because <laughs> if they don't, then they get fired. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, that also led to people getting stuck at Burning Man. And they're basically like, hey, um, on the last day, they're like, hey, guess what, guys? You can't leave. I mean, we're leaving. We're shutting everything down. Like, there's not going to be any more, like, food stands or you can't buy anything. So hopefully all you campers have enough food and water to last you until, uh, until you can go home because it's fucked. <laughs> oh, and, and and if not, you can fucking climb this mountain, get to the other side where it's safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw a video. It was like a couple days in, and like Chris Rock hitchhiked, found some dude, and like like it was like a little, yeah, it was like a day or two after it ended, and Chris Rock found some dude trying to leave in a four by four, so he jumped in the bed of the they jumped in the bed of the truck, and they took him out. <laughs> Uh, but man, and with the the po- like I was almost feeling bad for them until I saw somebody post. It's like you get, people are laughing about this, but what about all those influencers that are failing to meet their sponsors' demands by not being able to make their scheduled posts? <laughs> Nobody fucking cares, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like you almost had us caring. You almost had us. Almost, you were there. You were so close. <laughs> and then. And it started off with the bang too, because it was um, like the entrance into the area was blocked off by some climate protesters. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's on tribal land. Oh, they do burning in. Oh, gotcha. 
And so there, like it showed up on Reddit under different subreddits and people thought it was just like standard issue, like police. Um, but it was like tribal police and they, uh, they had like a trailer blocking the road and this stuff. And the guy, the cop just drove through it oh my and God. then immediately got out and pulled the gun and started throwing people on the ground and arresting them. Oh, that, oh, for the, with the trailer in the way. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We're not resisting. We're not being violent. Get on the fucking ground. I'm yeah. being paid to fuck you up right now, bitch. Yes, we're not. We're not state. We're not federal police. We're tribal police. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> oh my god. So, so you uh said you were checked out a different podcast. I, I listened to a podcast that actually is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't listen to this one. So it's not like you can say like <laughs> as opposed to this one that I listened to. <laughs> Um, American History Tellers. I found this on Amazon Podcast. You can find We Are Adult Show on Amazon Podcast. Um, so Just give Jeff Bezos more money. Exactly. Fuck him. Fuck him. I guess. So, uh, so I listen to. They have multiple different like stories going on uh, on here. So this started back in 2018 um i don't know how many episodes they have total um but i did listen um i skipped over the cold war and i started on prohibition man what how interesting i have a i i really like the way it's uh multiple parts it's a it's a six-part series um that goes over like leading up to it they had an episode kind of like getting there they had an episode about how they started to get all the different states to shut down and become dry uh they talk about the uprising of speakeasy and the crimes that started happening and then it kind of um gets to the to the end where things start to um you know, break down and prohibition is lifted. So it it breaks it up in good segments. Um, wouldn't you know, religion and big business? What a mix! You thought it would never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> always the issue. Always the issue. Always the issue. Um, but uh, it was it was a very interesting thing because like it was a little. It's like they talk about it and like shit's like wild and then of course like you know you know they everybody's decision is just go fuck it cold turkey it it's all the uh it's it's the people's fault they shouldn't drink they shouldn't be wild it doesn't matter that they have to work 15 hour days and unsafe (laughs) conditions (laughs) like so it's interesting to watch like listen to both sides of the story and it's funny to listen to how, like, basically the government lost control of all the drinking. And by the end of Prohibition, literally everybody was drinking. There was more drinking happening than before Prohibition started. <laughs> so, and basically... Yeah, more drinking, more violence, and drinking, like, worse products yes exactly and the other part was is the government was making all their money off drinking um and so when they the when the when they implemented the prohibition they actually had to start doing a income tax because all the all the government money was gone because they banned drinking so you're saying if they uh federally legalize weed we could probably never have to pay income tax again I mean, that's what that's what that's what I'm hearing. Doesn't sound. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, knowing the government now, they'll be like, "Why not both?" Exactly. That's well, what. Don't I'll, worry. Some of it. Some of it will trickle down to you, peasants. Some of it will trickle down to you. We promise this time. Trickle down economics for the wind. And depending on how you feel, this could either be an atrocity that came out of prohibition or something amazing. But uh, NASCAR. I did not know that. I did not know about NASCAR, but I yeah, all the original NASCAR drivers were like moonshiners. <laughs> That's funny. And then they they're like, well, we got no, we're like we got all these drivers, but no, no, no reason to drive them anymore. So, and they just started racing to like as a hobby. That's funny. 
um, ice cream and sweets became a huge thing during uh, once Prohibition hit. That was like like people like a lot of um, a lot more professional um, leagues started happening. You know the birth of you know the uh, how baseball the national American pastime. That's how you know people were bored. They need shit to do, so they fucking went and ate hot dogs and whatnot. So they built these. Um, the interest. What I find is just fascinating is all the other random facts that you don't really think about. Um, you know, certain radios were too expensive for like the everyday home, but like an ice cream parlor or such would um, have one of these radios, so people would be, you know hanging out listening to the baseball game like uh it was like the phillies and the and the uh pirates were the first like um radio broadcasted game so like you didn't have to wait until the next day to read about your baseball team on like what happened so there was a lot yeah. of interesting things that kind of happened so so basically american obesity started because of prohibition that's what i got from it <laughs> <laughs> so Na nascar and obesity that's two things we can blame on prohibition prohibition no i don't know but, it, yeah so they definitely started eating a lot more sweets because they had nothing else to do since they couldn't drink so that part well, was i know like interesting. i saw a thing on uh food network did you ever watch like the um i can't think of his name the, the guy that was the host of double dare that basically became a billionaire because he bought food network and it was just a tiny little pbs channel and made it like what it is today is it mark summers I think so. Yeah, Mark maybe. Summers. Yeah. yeah, he was the yeah, he uh, but he would he had a couple shows that he would host on there when it first started, mm -hmm. and one of them they're talking about like food facts and there and uh, basically with the um ice cream stuff that they tried to make it so that you couldn't sell soda like the ice cream sodas, yeah, on Sunday like they still had to you know it's like the the religion still had to fuck it up somehow by making you know blue laws yeah for you know well we you're not drinking beer or whiskey so. You're drinking this devil's fuzzy soda, but you can't do it on Sunday. Yep. And so that was like where the ice cream Sunday came because it was just the ice cream and the toppings without the soda. Mm -hmm. You know, loopholes. Exactly. Yeah. There's um, it's kind of weird because part of how they got prohibition like lifted is they they really left it up to the states to kind of determine what they were gonna do with um the alcohol laws um because like. Yeah, it got lifted, but um, they want they the 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 big dilemma was is they didn't want all the issues from before prohibition, and they didn't want all the issues during prohibition with like the bootleggers and stuff like that. Yes. So, and that's part of why we have such funky laws is because they allowed the states to kind of figure it out. So, yeah. That's why you got some states where it's like you can drink 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter what. And then some states mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, it's eight o'clock. Sorry. No beer for you. You know what the crazy part is, is there were states that were dry until the 60s and 70s. Yes. Fucking crazy. And then, and then there's still a multiple like dry counties. Yeah. And, you know. The crazy thing is, it's like one thing to have, I guess, have a dry state. It's another thing to have like a dry county because it doesn't take you very long to drive across a county to yep. the next county, get drunk, and then drive home. Yeah, no, like uh, if you, um, Ocean City, New Jersey is a dry um, county. Like you can't, like it's it's very focused on family friendly, like boardwalk. Like that's their thing. Yeah. So. People can have beer at family events. They're just no fun. Not in Ocean City, damn it. Uh, beer, and, beer and Ocean Cities don't mix, huh? No, no, it does not. <laughs> but it's a pretty cool podcast. Um, my girlfriend started listening to The Cold War, um, and she, she, did, she just was listening it through, and she said the Cold War stuff is actually really interesting, too. I was thinking about doing the Andrew Jackson series, so it kind of takes place between eighteen, the War of eighteen twelve, and the Civil War, with all the different shit going on during then. Because you know, yes, there was a lot of shit going on. <laughs> so, so, but no, I would def if you're a history person, I would definitely check it out. I think. It, and the name of the podcast like again is 
It is American History Tellers. American History Tellers. So, so definitely worth uh, taking a look. So, did you get a chance in the brief a couple minutes to watch the video that I sent you, Sean? Are you watching it now? No. No. Why would I, why would I yeah. watch the video? I don't know. I don't know. So, I well, the video that I sent you is the trailer for a new horror movie coming out called Thanksgiving. <laughs> you brought up fruit salad. You must die. Which, I don't know. Did you ever watch the Grindhouse movies that Quentin Tarantino did where he it was him and um, Eli Roth each did a movie where, uh, like, Quentin Tarantino's one was... Uh, um, well, I can't think of the name of the movie where... Um, the dude was driving the car and like killing the hitchhike girls, the girls, death death rider, something like that. Yeah. And then they had like they had like the the fake movie trailers in between, <laughs> and then they had like the next movie. And so like one of the movies, one of the fake trailers they had was a hobo with a shotgun. Oh yes, yes, yeah. That they uh made into a movie with Rutger Hauer, which basically that one stuck pretty close to the um uh original trailer mm-hmm. the campiness of it the cheesiness of it like rob zombie did a trailer like they had different directors like horror movie directors do like a fake trailer yeah i remember yeah i never watched it but i do remember that i feel so naked without my phone because i could like just look up information you should have had your phone charged boy I, yeah it happens i didn't think i needed it that much yeah, i know uh, rose mcgowan was in uh the movie we don't we don't but, have um, a producer on the show that could just feed us information while we talk but we no don't, we don't we don't have that kind of budget we we, we do it's called iphones it's <laughs> called siri but um so then the original trailer like thanksgiving was like super like campy and cheesy you know mm-hmm. 70s but the new one is basically it, it looks like modern day uh torture porn <laughs> that eli roth made so popular in his movies hostile Jesus. So it looks like it's like a high school and it looks like the high school kids are getting murdered. There's one scene where like this girl's like like the guy's like dunking her in water mm-hmm. and then he opens like the, the door to the freezer and like lowers the temperature way down and like sticks her face to the side of the, the door that's at like zero degrees. Oh, what the fuck? So movie for the whole family. Thanksgiving. Bad, bad news. Don't like this. Yeah you're, yeah, you're not a horror movie guy, though. I know, but I like Saw started to get like too much. Like I liked the first Saw. I was like, oh, okay, this is a little fucking, this is crazy. Like, oh god, yeah. yeah. Like, and then it was just like, oh my god, dude, this is like too far. Like, I can't watch this anymore. I was I haven't watched the newest episode, but the la- the last episode of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Like they have like a part where there's like they have a free uh day, mm-hmm. and like the one guy's like I'm just gonna go back to the school, and then the girl's like I'm gonna go shopping, and he's like the main character guy's like well I'm gonna go watch a movie, and basically the movie he wants to go watch is uh their version of Human Centipede Four. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I just I can only watch. And she's like I anime. haven't seen like the, I haven't seen like the first three, and he's like it's okay. Here's the plot, and then you then we can go see it. Like he's trying to convince her to go with him, and she's like, "I don't even want to watch the movie. I just want to go shopping." So you're coming with me, so you can carry my bags. And he's like, "But I just want to watch the movie." <laughs> That's too funny. Oh man! So I did watch a horror movie though. I watched a couple of movies. I did not plan it, but they both came out the same year of 2014. That's how far behind I am on my Netflix DVD queue. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I'm getting into like the, holy shit, I'm getting into dude. the well, I guess I'm getting into the meat of it. Like I've been <laughs> watching a bunch of movies, so I'm like caught up on all the newer stuff. Uh, Trying to figure out what DVDs you're gonna get to keep and which one, which ones uh you're gonna have to. Well, uh... I got a I got an email and it's like uh you know basically log in and to get a chance on the last day basically they'll send out like random people up to ten extra DVDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got another one and it's like cool just a heads up to all the people that uh signed up like you might get zero you might get 10 you might get somewhere in between man who knows so we'll see if i get like a stack of dvds from netflix 
like oh. the first week of October when I'm on vacation. Or none. Or none. Yes, it could be none. <laughs> but um, this movie I watched is called As Above, So Below. Yeah. So basically, this archaeologist is trying to continue the work that her father did that drove him crazy because, mm-hmm. you know, why would you, you know? Yeah. Oh, my dad, my, this shit drove my dad crazy and no one believed him, but I'm going to prove him right. <laughs> and it's like, are you caught? Are you, are you, you think you're a better archaeologist than your dad? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I just... am. That guy was a loser. So, so she's looking for the uh, sorcerer's stone, basically, to turn, you know, the, um, um, the thing that basically like turns metal to gold and can give people life. Oh, alchemist, boy. the alchemist stone is what they call it. You know, the alchemist stone. Yeah. And they even, um, and I didn't realize this, like, I don't know why I didn't, uh, in Harry Potter, the guy that made the stone with Dumbledore is actually the guy that made it in, you know, real life, uh, theories, fa- fantasies, uh, <laughs> fairy tales. But, um, so basically she's like, it opens with her, like in Iran. And it's like, she's like, basically, like, if I get caught here, I'll, I'm dead. And so she uh, she goes in, and there's, like, a thing there to help, tra- that's supposed to be able to translate this map that's written in a um, dead language. And so, she, to tra- you know, to translate it to a modern language. And so she finds it, and of course, you know, it's, like, in a cavern that, for some reason, unexplained. And I guess you don't really need <laughs> the explanation. The no. Iranian government's going to blow it up. <laughs> And so, like, while they're down there, the guy that's, like, kind of showing her where it is, um, like, you hear, like, alarms going off and, like, speakers and stuff, you know. And he's like, we got to get out of here. They're going to blow it up. And she's like, no, it's not scheduled to blow up until, like, dawn. We're fine. (laughs) And so, you know, she gets to the thing and she looks over and she sees, like, a, like, a, like, a image of a, like, a, she sees the dude, like, hang, hung, right? And so she gets whatever she needs just, of course, she gets what she needs to get back before it explodes, it gets out of there, barely makes it, but she has to get back to Paris and find out the, you know, thing she needs is buried in the catacombs of Paris. Oh, which makes sense, you know, because that's where all the old stuff is buried, bodies and everything. That's true. And so, um, you know, shit happens, people die, but the the funniest thing about this movie is um, when the trailer came out, I can't remember what movie we were watching, my wife and I, and she is the worst when it comes to horror movies. And they did a jump scare in the trailer that isn't in the movie. Yeah. And she screamed so loud. She's like, can we just go home now? Yeah. Like, every, everyone, like, looked. And somebody, one guy, we just heard, I heard one guy comment, that's going to be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, like you know, she finds what she needs—the stone. Yes. Um, and uh, they have to like get out, and they can't. There's like they have to jump into a hole, and they're like, "But we'll die or whatever." And then they realize that they have to like basically confess like their biggest like sin. Mm-hmm. And like one guy is like says that he has a son that he never acknowledged that's his, and so he jumps in, he lives, and another guy's like, "Uh, you know, my I'm." You know, I blame myself for my brother's death and whatever. And he jumped in the hole, and then she's like, "I, I didn't answer the phone when my dad called me right before he killed himself." And so, and that was the guy that was hung in the first one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like they don't all die, but a lot of people die. There's some pretty gruesome scenes. Like I was reading, looking on the Wikipedia, and it was kind of an out, an analogy for the Dante's Circles of Hell. Got you. Like they're trying to get all like. Um, mythological and poetic in this horror movie it wasn't it was more psychological it wasn't as like there was no jump scares in it it wasn't like as scary as the trailer made it out to be which is kind of bullshit when trailers you know you get like a movie and you watch it like jarhead according to the trailer that movie was like all action no action (laughs) like they showed like like the two minute trailer was all the action in the movie (laughs) false advertising yes Jeez. And then I watched the sequel to the Michael Bay directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, Ooh. which produced by Michael Bay, but not directed by Michael Bay, which makes a huge difference because <laughs> it was good. Oh like the goodness. turtles didn't like they fixed like in the first movie, the turtles looked all weird. And this one, they actually like made them look 
more like turtle-like turtle, as opposed to turtle. trying to give them human features because you know turtles turtles don't have lips. <laughs> um, but basically, this one was like more of a nostalgia bomb than the first one was because they had like, um, created Bebop and Rocksteady and the scientist that you know they had the scientist guy in there that made them. Um, Shredder came back. They had Prang. Made him look more gruesome than he needed to be, but it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Giant brain, brainy looking thing in a robot body. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the overall being overall, uh, you know, theme of the movie of any eternal movie is uh, family. It's about family. Oh, you know it. And they even make like uh, at one point he's like, "What would Vin Diesel do?" And it was like, <laughs> Vin Diesel would join his family. That's what he would do. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, because. Uh, you know, they all have their different personalities and trying to lead them as a team. And they even like made that point. It's like, we might be a family, but we're not a team. And that was the low point of the movie. I'm Ralph. I hate you. I should be the leader. Exactly. And then they have the underlying theme that the ooze that made Bebop and Rocksteady, if administered right, could turn that to make them look human. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, that's almost like the plot of the X-Men movie where it's like, wait, you can take away our powers? And so they were kind of fight. That was the big reason why they were fighting amongst themselves is because some of them were like, no, nah, we're turtles. Fuck that. We don't need this potion. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, people saw us and called us monsters and freaks and were scared of us. Yeah. It'd be cool to, like, you know, step out of the shadows as the title of the movie is. Yes. See, I said the title of the movie in the review of the movie. The shadows into the real world. But, um, ooh, ooh. sorry. The best, the, like uh, they got uh, Stephen Amell to play, you know Casey Jones, mm -hmm. the hockey player, uh, bounty hunter. Just so many feels watching this movie. It's like, all right, this is what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like movie should have been. Like the first one should have been this too. Like we don't need like, I don't know why he understood the nostalgia, the power of nostalgia with Transformers. Yeah. At least the first one, and then like he did the first one right to the Transformers, then fucked up, got worse consecutively as they went along. Yeah. Versus Teenage Ninja Turtles. He just fucked it up right out of the gates and then somebody else had to come in and fix it. <laughs> yes. Oh. So I did something I rarely do, Sean. I binge watched in one week a 24 episode anime. Damn, bro. And pretty, let me tell you. Must have been pretty good. Like this anime, I was, I'm watching it. And the next thing I know, the credits are going the, like the opening credits pop up and i'm like already like every episode already mm -hmm. already like they build the drama so good in the show um yeah it's called blue lock it's called blue lock um it's a soccer anime which that's part of the reason why i i, I didn't watch it was because it's like i i mean i follow soccer and i know like the rules and i know the terms enough to where i like they come up in the show i can understand what's going on like for example uh var var um, it's a video assisted ref. So basically, like, um, if there's a call that the ref misses, VAR will catch it and, like, they'll hit the ref up and be like, hey, that goal shouldn't count. It's an, the guy was offsides. Yeah. Or, like, that you missed this call right here. That's a penalty kick or something, right? And so they don't have any referees in the, in the show whenever they do play games. So everything is VAR ruled. Um, and so it opens up with the main character, you know. He's playing a game, and he has a chance. He plays striker, the scoring position, and he has a chance to score, and he decides to pass yeah. up his shot. And the guy he passes it to clinks it off the post, and they end up losing the game. And he's all sad, and he's crying and stuff. And then, like, he gets home and stuff, and he has this thing in the mail. to be. In, he's invited to be, like, a, a chosen athlete. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, and it turns out that all like the top 300 like strikers that are already like assigned to like a national team because they have like the under 20 japanese national team mm -hmm. and then they have they have the world cup team all those all those the 300 strikers were invited to this facility and this guy comes on basically he says that we're gonna you know battle royale style whittle it down to one of you and that's going to be the next future of japan you know world cup soccer because he's like we got the we got the passing we got the defense down and all this stuff we just don't have that ego to take us to the next level and so it starts off and there's like with the main character there's 12 people in the room 
and he comes in and he's like, all right, we're playing tag, but different. And so basically it's like, if you get hit by the ball, you're it. And there's like a five minute timer. And at the end of it, whoever was the last one touched is out of blue lock. Yeah. And so he said that if you get kicked out of blue lock, then you will never uh, be, have a chance to be on the uh, national team. So like, at first people were like, whatever. And then like, they started, as the time started getting down, they were taking it serious. And so they whittled it down to an 11 team. And then um, he uh, had them play a tournament. That's like a bunch of, you know, 11 on 11. So then they had to pick, it's like, well, wait, we're all strikers. Who's going to play goalie? And so they played like some games and stuff and that whittled it down more to the next one. And the next level was they had to, a certain amount of time to score a hundred goals. And so it just started off with like a, a hologram goalie. And then they added more stuff like defenders and movement and stuff to make it more intense. Mm -hmm. um, and then they got out and then they had to pick up, pick three players to do a three on three team. Yeah. And so if you won, then you got to steal <clears throat> one of the players from that team and you would go on to the next level, but then the, those people would have to go back down to a two on two team. Yeah. And if they lost there, then the winning team would take one from them. And then that person would go home. Yeah. So they ended up whittling at the end. They basically whittled it down from um, 300 to 35. Yeah. And then, like, once they, well, one, and then they had a five man team and they got to play against, like, established World Cup players from around the country, around the world. And, like, the main character's team, like, they got demolished. And, and basically, you know, it's come to find out they all pretty much got demolished. Um, and so it ended, the last kind of end of the season was that, like, the Japanese, the soccer federation was like, dude, we're giving you all this money and we haven't gotten any results. We're going to shut this program down right now. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, wait, let's, let us do this one thing. And so um, he made a deal and they're going to play like the under 20 team. Mm -hmm. And if they won, then basically they'll get to take over the under 20 team. But if they lost, then they all pretty much go home. There's no more blue luck. So, <laughs> but like, as it goes on, it's like, they did a really good story a job in the story of like establishing like the 11 players, like the 12 players on the original team. Um, like they, he gave them, they, they gave them like a lot of really good backstory mm -hmm. and motivations. And then as he went on, when he encountered different people, they kind of um, like, he made a friend on the team and like, they really went into his backstory and his motivation. Like he had this monster that would tell him like, you know, to press on to play soccer more and he was like the kids were like not taking soccer as serious and it's like yeah dude you're like eight that makes sense like why the other kids were like you know you're a little you're crazy you're too intense <laughs> um but then um so like they did the same thing like a lot of the other players they had like their motivation their histories they showed their background their family situations um and i think that kind of helped because like during the match like the player would like be in a situation and he's like oh man i this is just like, you know, this. And they would like show them in a game or this is why I'm this way. Um, the interaction between all the player all the players was really good. Um the personalities that showed like the clashing egos, like there's players that it's like, oh man, this guy is a piece of shit. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> that's the whole point. Like he's you're supposed to be in as they say, an egoist. Because you're the guy that wants the ball, you're the guy that wants to score, you're the guy that wants to to win the game. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are like, um, yeah, I'd rather score, like, a hat trick and lose the game than not score any goals and win. <laughs> you know, so, this was, I think, you know, you pick your animes based on the memes and the lols. Um, I think I'm going to pick my animes based on the what's cons consistently in, like, the top five, not even the top ten, of popular anime for the week as um the per viewership or whatever like they have a <laughs> list that pops up on reddit yeah you know and so um but this one was like this one and like because this came out the first season of jujitsu kaisen they were like both yeah. the same season and these two were like top two those were like in top two top three all the time for that whole season oh got you so i could see this being at least mentioned somewhere for anime of the year yeah, it has Maybe really one high the... ratings on Crunchyroll, so... Yes, it's it's a good show, like I said. And then the cool thing that I thought was really uh, a nice touch is after the credits, 
they had always had a little extra they call you know because in soccer they don't stop the clock like if someone gets hurt or whatever so they just add additional time at the end mm -hmm. so they had a thing and it would pop up like a whistle would blow at the end of the credits and it'd be like additional time and so then they would kind of tell like like when they went to the three-man teams they're like they kind of showed them in their dorm and like the one guy was like a little uh like getting on them about not being messy and then it showed more more detail about their bedroom like their living conditions that necessarily didn't fit in with the show yeah stuff like that you know yeah makes sense more like off the field stuff that was like adding some humor to the show and more showing their personalities but okay. yeah blue lock man like if you're looking if you're bored and you're looking for something to to binge i highly highly recommend the show nice 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 well that's it for today's show thanks everybody for sticking around make sure you follow us on podbean itunes google play stitcher facebook Amazon podcast, all those magical places. Untapped. Untapped. Look at Danny's beer. He's got beer. Mm, good. Look at our, our beer. beer. Comrade. Our beer. Comrade beers. Our beers. <laughs> all right, everybody. You guys stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. Later.